lot of people do. Like, honestly, if you look at it, people kind of go through the motions. You ask them, are they really happy with their lives? They're, no one really says anything. Yeah. They say, they talk about the materials they have, but does that material you, material you have honestly bring you true happiness? You know what I mean? And I think true happiness has to do with self-purpose and self-love, honestly. You give yourself a purpose and you love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, passion, all those things, passion, pain, you know, all those things right there, I think, create a bit of happiness because you need that struggle. You need that love. You need that drive. You need that passion, you know? That's how, at least, I look at it with, with truly living, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like... Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. No, like, that, that, but it, it's it's true. It's true though. Like, you don't know what good it is until you've been through bad, and you don't know what bad is until you've been through good. You know what I'm saying? You need one and the other in order to kind of like understand and differentiate the two. Otherwise, you're just kind of going through the motions of life and not really understanding anything about it. Right. And honestly, a lot of this stuff I learned from. You know, obviously, experiencing life. You know, I'm not that old. I'm only 22. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm only 21. You know, but uh, even then, it just like, you know, throughout your whole life, you're always gonna be. There's always gonna be some controversy and something going on. Some, I guess, you can say, some type of problem. And each problem you go through is gonna teach you something in life. You know, it can be a small lesson, but that small thing in life can create. It can, it can have a big ripple effect. You know what I'm saying? Like. Hmm. Once, like, it's hard to explain it because I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to muster up the words for it, if you, if you can say, you know, like, uh, for instance, currently, I don't mind talking about it. Like, as of right now, I'm kind of going through a divorce, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. I could be one of those people that I could, you know, I can let it kill me, you know, oh, why me? Why this? Why that? But, you know, yeah, it's how you take it and use that, you know, you can use that as something to weigh you down or something to help you pick yourself up with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And right now I feel like I'm going in the right way of using that as not just motivation, but as a, as a driving, as, as a means, as a lesson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work out again. It's not, it doesn't mean that I will never find it. That That's not what it means. It just means that wasn't the one. And it, it does happen. Unfortunately, it does happen, you know, and I am very fortunate enough to say I went through it, you know, despite it being bad, I was still grateful for the fact that I got to experience something like that because not many people will even chase that because they're too afraid of the outcome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, if you let that fear control you, you will never get to experience anything. Sometimes you got to throw yourself out there a little bit, honestly. Kind of living life on the edge slightly, but not really, you know, sometimes you got to take a dive, you know. Without any risk, what are you really doing, you know? If you never risk anything, if you never did anything risky, what have you really done with your life? Honestly, what have you really done? You did nothing exciting. You did nothing. You have nothing to show for it. Pretty much. Even with even with investing, there's risk. When following your dream, there's a risk. When you're quitting one job to go to the next one because you know it's going to make you, you know it pays and be better, it's a risk because of the possibility you might not even land that job, you know? With th- good things in life, there's a risk to it, you know? Mm. High risk, but also a high reward. If you're not willing to go through the high risk, you will never get the high reward. You know? And I think that's kind of what it is. You know, I did something risky. You know, I, unfortunately, the reward wasn't that great. Yeah. But I, I still learned something very valuable. Now I know what I want. I know what I need. And I know what I'm capable of. But also, I know what I'm really worth. And 
unfortunately, she wasn't giving me that. It's just kind of how it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, now knowing that, next time I, you know, probably won't be for a while, you know, I don't know. Next time I jump, next time I get into a relationship, I know what I want. I know what to look for. I know what to do. And that was because of that learning experience, you know? And people need to go through stuff like that. They do. It'll teach you something. It, it not just toughen your skin, but it teaches you something mentally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It does something to you. It helps you. It makes you stronger. Uh, one of these guys I like watching, his name is Wes Watson. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him. And honestly, I feel people should, should watch his stuff. He's a guy did 10 years in prison. 10 years in prison. 10 years. All right. This is this is think about that. Ten fucking years. Ten years. Ten years. Some of us went crazy during quarantine, being in a house for only a week. Imagine being in the same place, doing the same thing every single day, seeing the same people going through the same motion every single day for ten years. Ten years. He has this saying. Say, can you do it? It's like, he calls it the ten rule. Will it matter in ten minutes? How will you feel in 10 minutes from now? How will you How will you look yourself 10 months from now? How will it be 10 years from now? Talks about things like that because he lived a certain way in prison for 10 years. And he, can still, and he continues to still with that process because it helped him develop the mindset and everything he needed in order to become successful once he got out of prison. You know? Right. Now he's, he's, I wouldn't say he's a fucking millionaire, but damn near a millionaire. Like, you know what I mean? That's dude driving a Rolls Royce and not like less than three years ago he was in prison you know what I mean this, that kind of stuff is crazy and a lot of the stuff he preaches like I take to I take to heart because this is a man who's been through it all the ups downs the worst the worst possible scenarios you can possibly think of he's been through and a lot of that what he says it's crazy how like he's talking to is like he's talking to you but he's also talking to himself but it feels like he's talking to you directly because a lot of the stuff we face is similar, but not exactly. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us face adversity, but it's not the same type of adversity, but adversity is still adversity. It's still a struggle for many of us. Uh, each of that struggle is a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like my struggle would be completely different from other person's struggle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My struggle would be like, Oh, to another person that, like, yeah, man, that's nothing. I went through this and this and that, you know what I'm saying? But that's still a struggle. That struggle is what makes you you. That struggle is going to help you develop that person you need to become. Not just for you, but for the people you love, the people that want to see you up. And that's really important. But back to Wes Watson, dude. Like, I honestly recommend him to anybody. Like, I really do. Like, I would preach his shit because I, I respect that. He works out every single day at the same time. Every single day. Like, same routine. Wakes up, works out. Does routine, meditates, does everything, does all this. Because he believes, you know, like, think about it this way. He said something that I really, that actually today, I can't remember exactly how it said. Motherfuckers will work hard all week and then half-ass, half-ass shit on the weekends. How does that make sense? How are you going to work hard just for the week, just for the weekdays and then piss everything off on the weekends? How does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's like saying I'm a I'm a diet every single every day for the weekdays, and on the weekends I'm gonna send a drink alcohol, go out and just eat a bunch of fat fat shit and just fuck off everything I did, and start back up the next week. If you did that, that all that work you did during the week doesn't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? 
You're just taking a bunch of steps forward, but then taking every time you take a step forward, you're taking that three or four steps back. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of people pussyfoot this shit, you know? Excuse my language, you know? But a lot of people, have, like, they, they half-stepped everything. And with this type of stuff, you can't half-step it. It's either all in or all out, homie. Like, you gotta be, if you're saying something, you gotta be about it, you know? A man once told me, all a man has is his name and his balls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It, 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 and at the time, I didn't understand it. At the time, I didn't understand it. But now looking at it, it makes a lot of sense. Your name is not just your name, but everybody that took part in raising you. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot more. You're carrying something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That name means something. But it only means something if you make it mean something. Otherwise, it's just a name. It doesn't mean anything. There's no weight behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way with like rank and titles too. Exactly. You, know? you you make it mean something. You make it. You. No one else. You. Individually. You make it something. You. And that's really important. And the whole thing with the balls, like, man, your balls are your balls, dog. Like, they, they, you, you carry it everywhere you go, you know? Yeah. You can't be like a dog with his tail tucked between his legs, looking around, not knowing what the hell to do, and be scared all the time, you know? Even if you don't know what the fuck, you gotta you gotta hold yourself to, to a standard, you know? You gotta hold yourself, your head hold high, puff your chest out, exude that confidence. Hmm. I think that's what he meant by, like, you know, having those balls. Like, you gotta have some confidence in yourself. You gotta know who you are. And know what you represent and know what your worth is hmm. and that honestly will give a lot of people confidence because once you understand who you are what you're capable of and what you bring to a table you're not going to stand for certain bullshit no more you're not going to put up with certain stupid shit you would before because you know who you are you know what you're capable of doing and you know that you don't deserve half that stupid shit you know what you can really do and you got to go out there and just do it hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> at least a lot of different things, man. Like, honestly, like, anybody who's never been through a hard time, go through a hard time. Go through it. Mm. Do that thing you feel is risky. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Even if it doesn't work out, just do it. I promise you, once it's everything said and done, you're going to be glad you went through it because you're that much more appreciative of everything. You got life a little bit differently. I think one of the main issues that a lot of people have is that a lot of people are very used to being comfortable because necessarily, like, you don't have to always all the time because not everybody is, like, raised the same. Obviously, someone that's born in, like, say, like, the slums or, like, the bucket, the projects and shit, right? Yeah. Like, this is going to be a different experience than somebody that grew up in, like, a gated community. But the thing is that, like, you have to put yourself in situations in order to develop yourself because if you don't you're not and then because a lot of the people that i grew up with right i saw a lot of them they were too used to being comfortable right yeah and the thing is that they never developed as people and some of these people are stuck and i think one of the worst things that could happen is like it's probably schooling because all this time and all this effort is spent right yeah and the thing is that like a lot of people are pushed in front of to like go to college and shit right but they're asked to make like these big decisions and get into debt without finding themselves. And the thing is that the only way you can really find yourself is through adversity. And that's the thing. Because like, who the fuck are you once you've like taken away all that bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm such and such, you who, you know, big and bad. What's going to happen when like your true test of character and your true characters really come out when you're in the shits? Because that's, that's what I learned from being in boot camp is that like, 
boot camp doesn't send you to go be well it does send you to be better but at the end of the day what it really does is that it sends you to go break you down it shows you what you are at your worst you know what i'm saying like your bare bone what will you be like will you be scared fidgety all that shit or will you rise above to the challenge and then take the title you know what i'm saying yeah and you know when i think about that like when i think of myself at those worst moments like i know who myself was at those worst moments so i do everything i can to make sure that will never be me again. Because I knew how I was, you know, going through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd act really hard, you know, in front of everybody. But by myself, I would cry and, like, you know, hate myself and shit. Yeah. This is fake hard. This is what, what he would call fake hard. A fake hard motherfucker is a motherfucker that pretends to be away. Pretends and exudes everything out of there and pretends so hard that he makes everybody else believe it. And he thinks that's what he is. But in reality, when he goes home alone by himself... Mm-hmm downing that bottle, doing those drugs, fucking watching that porn or whatever the fuck it is that makes him feel better about himself because, you know, life is so hard and why me, why me, and all this other bullshit. He sits there and cries about everything he's done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you're at that state, you kind of got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, is this really who I really want to be? You know what I'm saying? And I had a... going through all that all the stuff i went through i had a i actually looked at myself in the mirror i'm like damn i'm not as tough as i think i am i'm not as strong as i tell people i am i'm not as you know i had to myself like i'm not that person but it doesn't mean i can't be that person it doesn't mean i can't change right now to be that person so when i tell people that i'm actually really about it you know my dad has this saying he would tell me all a man has is his word. If you ain't, if you don't, if you don't keep your word, you're simply not a man. If you say something, be about it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that has to do with stuff like I learned, like being where I'm from, like kind of street stuff in a sense, like, cause um, I remember being young. Um, I look back at this a lot because this is kind of like you know stuff when you're in the military, like people don't understand, especially when people join gangs and stuff like that. This is kind of mentality you have to make. If you're not about it, don't be around it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you if you're around it, you better be about it because when things crack off, what are you gonna do? Who are you? What are you gonna do when things crack off? You're gonna hide behind the freaking the ground waiting for your buddy to come get you? Nah, he's not gonna come get you. He's too busy worried about himself. You know what I mean? I'm these for me, that's how I thought of it, because when shit cracked off and you know, push came to shove, it wasn't my homie backing me up. He was too busy worried about himself. It was just me right there. It's me facing these dudes. It's me getting ran down by these cops or me doing all this shit. I'm like, damn. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's when I look back at what my dad used to tell me. Like, you know, if you're around it, you better be about it. You know? Yeah. And if you're really about it, you won't say you about it. You just be about it. When shit goes down, you know who you are and you're willing to stand up. And I look at that and I look at how the military is. A lot of people, they're doing the military, they like, kind of like, especially nowadays, the generation that comes in, they're soft, dog. Like, they're, they're a bit like, they're just soft in the center. Some of these people have never been through really adversity. And they think mm-hmm. the stuff they go through now, people, they, when they get yelled at or corrected, they think that's tough. They think that, oh, that hurts. No, that's not. That's the bare minimum of adversity. That's the bare minimum. That's the bare. That's like, that's, that's as low as it's going to go, you know? And it makes me think, 
it honestly makes me think like, what did you expect when you joined this kind of place? What were you expecting? You know what I mean? Mm. And I think they got to really, uh, really evaluate the situation because maybe the same for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to actually, this actually happened to me, you know, I'm from Bakersfield, California. So like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a really hard place to live. But hey, everywhere you go, it has its rough areas, you know? Yeah. It has its rough areas. And unfortunately for me, you know, I was around those rough areas because that's what I chose. But anyways, I had a good buddy of mine. Hung out with him a lot, you know? He was my good friend, really good friend. I lo- like, I love this motherfucker like a brother. Like, I was there for him, you know? He was there for me, I was there for him, and he had each other's backs. And when things happened, he he had my back. Well, anyways, um, his older brothers were actually in a gang, and they're doing their own thing, you know? His, his, things went different when my friend's older brother got out of prison. Things were a lot different. When his older brother got out of prison is when all the small things we did became much bigger. All those fighting, jumping, things like that. We're like, oh yeah, we're about it, you know? Nah, that thing's, that's when things got real. It's when I went to his house and things happened and that's when I actually thought like, oh crap. That's when I had a real, real like, a sudden realization of what I was really getting myself into. When he handed me that gun and told me, like, this is what we gotta do. I'm like, oh shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And this is when his brother told me, pulled me to the side and actually talked to me like man to man. He's like, I fuck with you, you know? I thought you were a bitch, whatever the fuck, you know? But my brother's telling me you had his back. And he's like, I appreciate that. I fuck with that. But I'm gonna tell you this, dog. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm only telling you this because I see you're a good person and I know you have my brother's back and I see you're his good friend. You know, if it wasn't, if it was anybody else, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd either make you do it or your ass is, your ass is done. He's like, when you're around this kind of thing, when you're doing this kind of shit, what do you think yourself? What did you think you're getting yourself into, dog? You know, you're around it. You're you're acting the part and everything. So when shit happens, you better be willing to fucking do some shit about it. Cause if this ain't for you, if this ain't you, you gotta really evaluate your situation. Why the fuck are you even being around here? Why the fuck are you doing this? Why are you around us? Why are you helping us? Why are you doing this? You know what I mean? If this ain't you, why are you around it? Plain and simple. Cause this ain't you. And at that point, I really valued my situation because he was right. That wasn't me. I wasn't about that gang stuff. I wasn't about shooting. I wasn't about all that. Me, in my head, I was thinking I was helping a friend. In reality, there was a much bigger picture to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think at that point was when my life really started to turn because once I thought about that, I thought about everything because there's like, you know, what he, what that, what he said, it really, it really set in my head and constantly replayed. You know what I'm saying? You know, constantly play because you're not about what it is you're getting yourself into or about what it is you're doing. Why are you doing it? It's going to be the same thing with people going to college. If you don't really want to do it, why are you doing it? If that ain't really you, why are you going to do it for? You're you're literally forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. Why are you going to do that for? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, 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 you're forcing yourself to be something you're not. That's not good for you. That's not good for you at all. That's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You should, it's not. You should make yourself be someone who you want to be. Someone who you strive to be. Someone who like, damn, you look at that person. That's how I want to be. Like, that's how I want to be. Not this other thing that you're trying to do. Because that ain't really you. That's not who you really want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to. Because that's the type mm-hmm. of thing I was going through. I, I thought I wanted all that. I thought I that's this is what. No, but in reality, this is not me. That was never me. That will never be me. Because I don't have that kind of heart. I'm not built like that. 
I'm not. I can't go run up at a dude and shoot him in the face. Like, that's not who I am. I gotta, you know what I mean? Like, so I've seen people do some pretty heinous stuff, and like that ain't me, you know. And people gotta really evaluate the situation. Honestly, it may not be that kind of particular stuff, but in the sense, it's in the same kind of kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I was putting myself in these things because, like, you know, I thought that was who I wanted to be or whatever the hell or whatever the case. In reality it wasn't and a lot of people do that too especially with college like they go to college be- just because people think that's what they need or whatever the hell mm-hmm. letting other people dictate their decisions for them but they got to really about to reevaluate their own situation and figure out who they really want to be and how they're going to do it you mm-hmm. know what i mean and now it comes down to pursuing your own happiness honestly who you want to be you know what i mean when you look at yourself who do you see how do you want to be 10 years from now you know what i'm saying yeah i i told myself to like if I were to ever just stop doing the uh, line of work that I was doing right now, I wouldn't mind being a monk, right, and living off a little. Not a lot, just like, just the bare minimum, you know? Okay. Because, like, when I think about it, you don't really need much to live, you know? You don't. No, you, know? you don't. And the thing is that, like, when you have so little, you learn to appreciate so much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because back when I was younger, right, I didn't really notice this Till now, now that I have like more shit, like a phone and stuff. But like, because when I was growing up, right, my parents they gave me a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of stuff they also didn't give me that other people like got. Like for example, a phone was one of them. That was the big one, right? Okay. I never really had a phone. I like, feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I asked my parents, "Hey, when am I gonna get myself?" And it's like, "When you can pay for it." You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get that. I get yeah. that. Like, I, the first phone, I still have, this is my only first phone. The only phone that I've ever had that I bought with my own money was my Google Pixel 3, right? Oh, shit, okay. And this is after I got out of boot camp, right? Damn. Yeah, that's when I made a purchase for my, like, my own phone. And then that's when I came to the realization, like, you know, I'm an adult now. I'm starting to learn new things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time... As soon as I start getting my first paychecks and stuff like, because this is usually what happens when you're young and stuff, and you start getting money for the first time, yeah. you don't have any bills to pay, right? You yeah. have like nothing to worry about. You can spend all the fuck you want. You're not thinking about savings right now, yeah. right? So the first thing you're gonna do with that money, right, is fucking blow it. <laughs> the first few paychecks yeah, you're gonna yeah. blow, right? Yeah, that, that most definitely. Most that's definitely. that's usually how it trickles down. Mm-hmm. Like there's no shit how it works. But as you progress, right, you you begin to see things like. For me, because I took a lot of the stuff that my parents did, like, and I got, I got a lot of the stuff that my parents did from them, but, like, I saw what happens on, like, rainy days, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need money in the bank just in case shit goes south, right? Most definitely. A lot of people don't know that, because, like, they're like, oh, I'm young, yada, yada, blow my paycheck, was like, you need to think about the future. It's okay to enjoy your money in the present, because that's the point of money. The whole point of money is so it gets spent, you know what I'm saying? But... You need to learn pretty much. There are some things you need to account for. I feel that a lot of young people nowadays, they don't. I say young people, we're like 21, 22, you know? But like. With that being said, hold up. Sorry to cut you off. With that being said, talking about young. I talk about my father a lot because he's actually really wise and talks about a lot of stuff. He seems like a child, but he's really wise. Anyways, he's telling me. Age is nothing, age, like, how you talk about age, it's nothing but a number. Right. Be, to be truly old and, like, all that is, it's more of a mentality. 
because he's telling me there are 13 year old men and 14 in in like how you say 40 year old kids that is not just because you're older doesn't mean you're really that old in the head all that has to come down to mentality you know what i'm saying yeah because there's probably 13 year old kids who are out there that know a lot more shit than i do who actually do a lot more stuff than i do that has to do with the mentality honestly because even even with that being said i when i go back home sometimes my little brother gives me advice and I get, you know, I get humbled real fast because, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm the, I'm the one supposed to teach him shit. Like, no, nah, sometimes my little brother hit me with some cold, cold hard facts and straight some quotes and fucking some philosophy on me. And I'll be like, damn, you know, yeah. but that also with the mentality, you know what I mean? But back to what you were saying, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just want, I, want, I just wanted to add that because honestly, I, I, I really like, I feel like people kind of look down on that especially yeah. when a when a younger person tries to give an older person advice they think of like ageism you know yeah like, and it goes back to like that old ass notion that like the older people know more because they've been around longer but like now we live in a day in society where like information is flowing you know because that's like oh yeah like the internet i'd say fucked up a lot of things like in terms of like <laughs> but they've also like for educational purposes the internet also has a whole bunch of like information you know what i'm saying yeah that's undeniable oh definitely because like the whole point of books right when they were writing books back in the day is so they can pass information beyond a lifetime now we have the internet that shit's fucking eternal it's Let it's, it's truly vast and you can get lost in that shit and yeah. it's like it's, it's a good it's a good thing but that good thing can quickly turn into a bad thing yeah like one of the examples being like there's a lot of fucking horse shit out there like, <laughs> That you can't deny that there's also like oh yeah like wait with all the good information there's out there there's also there's also really bad information there's like there's like some bullshit out there it's like well definitely I think a lot of people and it's also up to the people because they don't interpret type like they like see the title right but they don't go into the article and actually read it yeah or they'll see the numbers and stuff but they won't see how it works like what like all these studies that come out and stuff like studies and stuff yeah a lot of them have correlation and causation but the thing is that Correlation doesn't necessarily always mean causation, right? So here's, I could say this, right? So this would be a good example. So there have been, the, the last year, right, have been the lowest amount of school shootings that has happened, right? But the correlation is because of Corona, right? <laughs> that's, that's a hard fact. There's no, no school. Motherfucker's going to shoot up a Zoom call. Like, oh, shit. Like, let me just pull up the Skype, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh fuck! I'm, uh, uh, that's funny. That's, but that's that's reasonable. That's understand. Now let's yeah. take another example, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of studies about cancer, right? A lot of studies about cancer. Yeah. When you look at all the studies, everything can give you fucking cancer. <laughs> like there's studies are saying, hey, if you fucking breathe, you can get cancer. <laughs> you know, if I fucking shove my balls in the microwave, I can get cancer. So, you know, like. <laughs> And well, like, like, you can't deny because there is a correlation, right? yeah. And they think it is causation, right? So those are the two examples I'm bringing up: a good example and a bad example. One that makes sense, one that also makes sense as well. But like, really though, because like, there's a lot of horseshit studies, and then we also backtrack too and be like, oh no, this study no bueno, you know? Because it used to be like a, and it's also just because technology is evolving too. Yeah, technology is evolving at a scary rate. Like, 
we already we've always had the technologies for a lot of things it's just that now it's starting to come to light and they're kind of becoming more and more public and more how you say like uh it's more affordable that's what it is more affordable but also it's like more it's more obtainable now nah, nah, that's that's the word i'm looking for it's more yeah. obtainable because i'm pretty sure they had cell phones back then and certain shit like that but it wasn't as obtainable as it is now today because now they have more uh, the resources to make more of those and probably even things are even better than then you know what I'm yeah because like back in the old day they had like the huge fucking you literally the had block like, cell phone the block cell phone you would walk around with like a little strap and he was like oh let me just call somebody and this shit yeah. cost like five billion dollars shit i remember my dad told me he used to have a, when he got a pager he thought he was a hot shit <laughs> the pager a fucking pager you know what i mean like you had a fucking answer machine back then you were hot shit you had a fucking vcr and all that bullshit you were fucking hey man you were doing something you know what i'm saying yeah like that's just how like far people got especially nowadays like i just remember being a little kid we had this old tv you know old tv but it looked like a fucking box like <laughs> it's a fucking heavy man i remember being little like trying to fucking move this bitch around that shit was fucking heavy one day i ended up dropping it it broke my fucking my dresser and my fucking my playstation too so that bitch was pretty fucking needs to say it was pretty fucking heavy and now we're moving on to tvs that weigh like less than five pounds and shit like our that's a big ass flat screen you can see in hd and all this shit um, fuck's not i don't know but um hold up this I'll, I'll answer that let's see all right we're going on a break we'll be back after these following messages break yourself Okay, and we are back. All right, what did we leave off? That is a good question. I don't remember. Anyways, ah, fuck it. Start a new topic. Um, shit. <laughs> well, we're back with some beers. Okay, we're talking about adversity and all this stuff, we're... and we're talking about a bunch of stuff like that. But it's not a different topic then. Um, you know okay. what I was. You know what I was, like, doing research about? What? Fucking, uh... So recently, there have been a lot of hate crimes against Asian Americans. You know? Ah! I, you know, I've seen a lot of memes and, like, shit like that on things. You know what I find interesting? Okay, let's turn on the topic. Right. Like, one thing... This is... this is. I mean, it, it kind of is political. Not really. I don't... Like, okay. You know, in the military and in prison, you go there... And everybody wears the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They take away your identity in a sense. And so they make, make it seem like, in a sense, everybody's the same. You know what I mean? Because we all come to a common ground. Right. And one thing I like, but also don't like about America, and I mean, not America, yeah, the United States, is it's a mixing pot. But also, we look at everybody as still, like, individualized. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. all come to here to kind of like branch out and like take in what it really is you know what i'm saying it's a mixing pot there's a, there's no one thing it's a multiple of different things and people like kind of like not just segregate themselves but like kind of take away themselves out of that right there and like oh i'm just this right here and i'm just this that's it yeah but no like you gotta look at yourself like you're not just that you're also an american and an american is a lot of different things you know yeah it's a multiple different races ethnic groups like a bunch of different stuff there's so many walks of life and people to try to individualize themselves rather than looking like you know what we're all american we all came here for a reason and we're all pursuing something great much greater 
And why can't people respect that? Why can't people go down to that route? I have no idea. I think what it is is the, you know, I think people, Americans in particular, they feel like they have no culture. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you think about it. But, um, see, this is one thing. Look, at America has a culture. It does. Exactly. It's it, the fact that there's, it's using no culture as a culture. I, and then that's that's a great thing because it's not just one culture, it's the multiple, multiple different cultures. Like there's like multiple different religions. There's not just one. There's multiple. There's a wide variety you can choose from. There's not really one thing. It's a multiple different things. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to open their minds to that a little bit. I feel people are more closed-minded rather than open-minded about things. A lot of people say they're open-minded, but I don't think they really are. Because they're not open things to the big picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't say that necessarily that America doesn't have a culture. It's just that people don't realize that there is a culture. Because you also got to understand that, like, America as a nation hasn't stood as long. You know what I'm saying? Compared to, like, the history that, like, the United Kingdoms has, the United Nations, and, like, China and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, there's, there's like rich... they, have, they have rich history and traditions. Whereas to us, the only thing we have is, like, from the Declaration of Independence all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Which is actually fairly more recent. So... There are some things, like, America's culture is, like, you know, the American flag, fucking guns and shit, hamburgers, freaking snack nasties, and all that shit. Like, that that in and of itself is a culture. And then on top of that, you also have, one. Of, I think one of the big things is immigration. Is immigration in and of itself is one of those things. Because one of the things, like, uh, I was doing a little bit of research on, like, comedy in the United Kingdoms and comedy in America, Right? America's comedy is seen as more hopeful, you know, more like, or just entertainment in general. Like, there's a savior somewhere, whereas the UK, it's more like death, you know? It even goes something as simple as, like, their, uh, like, their nursery rhymes. Like, a lot of them are, like, death chants when you really think about it. Ring around the rosy, that's killing them. But, because you look at, like, America, right? America's seen as that type of thing for, like, Hey, we're here to save the day type shit, right? Where others people's like, nah, fam, the Black Plague, fucking wipe everybody out. I think that has to do with the uh, normal mindset rather than culture, because people went in there with a certain mindset. This is the land of the promise. Like, people can pursue what they want to pursue, without being ridiculed for every for things they believe in. I believe America is more of a mindset rather than an actual culture, to be honest, because we represent something much greater than just. A fucking a country it's a dream it's hope saying like life isn't just this there's much more to it yeah and here's us pursuing that thing you know what i'm saying but what i'm saying is like that mindset is a culture you know okay okay yeah you know what i'm saying like, okay no I, I, yeah that, okay i get that i get that that mindset is a culture and it's just like we're more hopeful you know what i'm saying it's not just more hopeful either it's like more like the american dream it's open-mindedness. It's like not just... T- it's like... Okay. It's like... It's like looking at a painting. You know? Um, you see just one thing. But you turn it around. There's multiple different things to it. You know what I'm saying? There's there's multiple things in that just one painting. There's a much bigger picture to it. Yeah. A lot of people are just focused on this one little thing on that painting. Rather than looking at the whole thing. And understanding it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... Back to the other topic. But... So... There have been a lot of, uh, in the recent events, a lot of hate crimes towards Asian Americans okay. to the point where the upcoming, uh, I forgot what the fucking group was called, but it's like 
AAPI. That's what it's called. What's API? I forgot what it stands for, but it has something to do with hate crimes against Asian Americans. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is that, have you ever seen the videos of, like, the old Asian people getting beat up and shit? Like, that shit's pretty recent. And it has to do with, like, the pandemic and stuff. Because... People think it's someone. They, I think people are stupid. And people want someone to blame. That's what I'm saying. And they're looking at anything they could possibly get their hands on just to blame someone else for their problems. Yeah. And it's honestly not just sickening, but it's also like it's disgusting. It is because why would you want to do that? You're you're belittling another group of people. So make yourself what feel better about yourself. So make yourself feel better. Like it's not just your fault. You know, it's someone else's fault. The reason why you're in that predicament, you know what I'm saying? It goes back to a lot of different things. People want to blame other people for their problems so they can, what, make themselves feel better so they're not so less of a, so they're more of a victim rather than it's all their own fault. Like, how does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. And the worst part about this, right, it's not that they're targeting, like, like people like my age, like Asian Americans are like, older. older yeah, generation. they're talking, they're targeting the old people. That's what's fucked up. The weak and the innocent. It's like, just... Yeah, I, I don't know about that. It just... People are... Honestly, this is just my personal opinion on the matter. People are kind of disgusting. People are... People are the worst kind of animal. We're the only animal in the world that kills for pleasure. We don't kill for necessity. We kill for pleasure. An, another animal will kill because it needs to kill in order to survive. We kill for what? Just we destroy like stuff with animals and then just just to build just to build shit we don't really fucking need. Yeah, we kill the animals just to make shit we don't really fucking need. You know, this is just my personal opinion. Like on the matter, like it's it, I mean it's nothing to do with the political stuff, but just with people in general. Yeah. We're terrible. You know what I mean? We're fucked up. <laughs> a lot of things we do are kind of selfish and a little fucked up. Honestly, I think. Deep down. I mean, we're not all bad, by all means. Like, yeah. Whether we're, there's good and bad to everything, but, I mean, we're, we're pretty fucked up as people. I think, like, I think it's a bad mindset to look about it. Because, like, at the end of the day, because this is how I see it. Because there are animals that do kill for pleasure sometimes. Like, some of them just, like, they'll just rip a deer because they want to. Like, they don't have to go to extra shit. Like, there are some animals that know shit torture. Like, elephants is one of them. Sometimes... Yeah, elephants. Like no really, kidding. elephants are scary motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> you know, like the fastest an elephant can go is like thirty-five miles an hour. That's that's actually pretty fucking fast. That, <laughs> being that big, fucking, being that fucking big, that's that a, big. That's that's pretty. And you book it that fast, like I remember because back in my fucking a while ago, my teacher was telling me that like a they were like on some kind of safari trip, and then yeah. she's like a bio biology teacher, right? And, like, the elephants, they just got near him, right? Yeah. And then the dude in there said, get the fuck in, we need to go. And they're like, what do you mean? And all I hear is, thump, thump, thump. And these motherfuckers were fucking... And they were like, we need to start the cars to get the fuck out of here. Fucking drive the Jeep. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Get out of this bitch. Those motherfuckers are fast. And on top of that, some of the other shit they do, right, is that sometimes the elephants, if they really want to fuck with uh, an animal, is that they'll pin them down with their fucking leg, and then they'll, fire, like, they'll start ripping limbs with the trunk. Right? With the trunk. Like no shit. That's when they're that's when they're in the mood to torture. Elephants are pretty fucking scary. Like you thought you thought lions are fucking scary? Bro, lions are fucking cats. And what do we know about cats? Cats sit on their fucking ass. 
Like, they don't do nothing. They sleep, eat, and, like, shit occasionally. Lions are no different. I'm more scared of a bear than a fucking lion. A bear will fuck you up. Yeah. A bear would seriously fuck up your shit. It's like, fuck. I think what it also comes back to is, like, tribalism. Like, people have pre-notions about certain races. Like, we can't deny that, like, deep down inside, everybody's racist. But it's also, like, for primal purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, for me, when I was growing up, right, I grew up in the suburbs. But it's like, I was in a section of the suburbs where all the black people live. Right? Ah. Ah. Like, no shit, right? Well... <laughs> but I, I I know what you're talking about. But like, my parents always told me like, you see those people stay away from them. But like, is that wrong with me? Because is it wrong of me to think like that? Because at the same time, these people were no shit doing hood rat stuff around me. Like they were stealing stuff from us. Us. We're poor. What do we have to steal? We stole our fucking bikes. Right? You don't steal another man's bicycle. It's Portland, bro. That's mighty disrespectful. But is it wrong to think like that? You know what I'm saying? Because people also have, like, notions about other races. Like, oh, you see those Asians? They're fucking, you know, fucking, yeah, yeah. When it comes to money, they're real stingy. Or even when it comes to, like, things like Jews, shit like that. Like, or you Mexicans. Yeah, even Mexicans, too. I feel it's just there's something primal about us. I think we all have... <laughs> We're all like that deep down. We yeah. Because people judge the many based on the few they see. And that's what's fucked up. Yeah, because you know what? The few people they see, whether it be any race, usually bad. Right. And then look at the rest of the world and like, man, this these ages right here are bad. So that means that means this these ages right here must be bad too. Yeah. And that's really fucked up because it's it's all a mindset. That shows... doesn't show anything but ignorance. It doesn't. It shows blind ignorance. See, me being a Buddhist, one of the things that I learned is that ignorance breeds hatred. How can I learn to love somebody if I don't get to know them first? Right? Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. That is, people, that is true. That is very true. But people label the individuals by the group. You're talking about how you grew up. Like, how exactly did you grow up? Like, what kind of things were you around? Because I mean, obviously we grew up in two different environments. I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you about all the stuff I did, and like honestly, I didn't see my first black person until I was about like almost like 12, 11. All my life, I've been around Mexicans and white people. That's it. All my life, up until about eight. No, about like ten years, ten, nine, ten years old. See my first black person. I asked my dad. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I was like, "Who? Well, I don't understand why he have curly hair." Like, I, I didn't understand because all, all I've seen was white people, Mexicans, and maybe a few Asians here and there. Because mm-hmm. in Wasco and Delano and other places like that, you see nothing but Mexicans or white people. And I'll be completely honest, it was pretty fucking racist because white people didn't like us, and for some reason we didn't like them. We didn't understand why they didn't like us, but we we knew one thing: they. We didn't know why we didn't like each other, but we knew one thing. He don't like me, I don't like him. I'm not going to fuck with him, he's not going to fuck with me. He fucks with me, my people are going to fuck with him, 
And I fuck with him because people are going to fuck with me. And keep in mind, I was like in, I was even in middle school when this shit was going on. And it was that bad. Like me and my buddies, we were like seven, eight years old. You know what I mean? We, were, we, were, we all had uniforms, right? School allowed us like three or four different colors. Black, white, blue, and red. Well, you know one thing, we're sure as fuck not going to wear red. Black, maybe. But we always wore blue, sometimes white. And if you wore white, you wore blue shoes. We had blue chucks, black chucks. We wore khaki pants, and we always wore a blue shirt. It's a group of Mexicans. We're like eight, nine, you know, ten years old, bald-headed. You can imagine what teachers were thinking. They're all white teachers too, like those dirty beaters. <laughs> Not just that, but they all thought we came from a really fucked up background. I remember being little, being little, right? Um, after I got into a fight. The teacher would come up to me, talk to me, pull me to the side, like ask me if I'm okay. Like, is something going on at home? Is my father around? Do I even know my dad? This is the shit I would get asked. Like, no shit. I look at this bitch in the face, like, what are you talking about? Like, I see my dad every week. Like, what do you? I have a fucking dad. Like, what are you talking about? How the hell do you think I get these fucking clothes? I act a fool because I'm just stupid because I'm just, I mean, my buddy's convincing me to do some stupid shit, so I'm not going to do some stupid shit, Yeah, you know? But, like, that's just the type of thing, like, it goes back to what you're saying, that whole mentality stuff, like, what you, what the people, what few people see, they judge, you know? Yeah. And they honestly thought that the few kids they seen that was really bad, they honestly thought I was like that. I mean, I don't blame them because I was doing some stupid shit. But at the same time, too, like, I wasn't a fucking fatherless child. I actually live in a good neighborhood. I was the only fucking... We were living in the only two-story house on my block at the time. Only two-story house on the block. The only two-story house. Hmm. Yeah. We, we lived in a pretty decent house. Pretty good backyard. You know? Like, we lived pretty good. My mother never had a job. She never worked a day in her life. Until, like, fairly recently. My dad's always been the one working. Always in the morning working. Usually in every household I've ever been to, does the mother and father work. You know, that's just what I, that's just from what I've seen. I'm pretty sure there's other things that, you know, go on. But from what I've seen, that, that, that's how it was. Yeah. So I feel I was pretty well off. But even then, like, people would still, like, think I was this way. I remember being a little kid coming up the bus stop. I was so terrified of walking down this neighborhood. Because every time I walked in the neighborhood, I knew... Off the fucking get. If I look this way and see this group of white people, they're going to chase me down. And then once they get me, they're going to literally beat the shit out of me. And that happened continuously for about a month or two. I went, it got to the point I came home, came home one day, beat up so bad, just covered in mud, just blood in my mouth. Like, they literally beat the shit out of me. Beat the fucking shit out of me. You know, it's fucked up. Come home that day. My mom didn't know what to tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what do you what do you tell a kid that's going through stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't understand why people don't like him. He doesn't understand why cops pull him over. He doesn't understand why people look at him and think he's in the gang or say this or do that to him or treat him a certain way. I didn't understand. I didn't understand at all. I was caught up in the, in the mix that I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Hell, at the time, I didn't know what the fuck a gang was. I barely knew... What it meant to do this or that. Like, I didn't know anything was. I didn't even know I was even getting in my, getting myself into that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of us get exposed to that at a really young age without us even knowing yeah. it. And, and honestly, 
it doesn't feel psychologically this way. For a long time, I didn't like white people because of that experience. And you know what's fucked up? Is that that's how the cycle works. Because then, you know what ends up happening? Is that the stereotypes start getting created. And then people start getting to the mentalities like, right, fuck these guys. And they just, they, little did they know, without even doing anything, they start falling into these stereotypes. Yeah. And that's like, that's the scary part. It's a whole cycle. Yeah, it is. And um, it was really hard, honestly. It was really hard getting out of that mindset and understanding that not people are going to be like that. Yeah. It took me a, a lot to understand that a lot of people are not, not going to be like that. I remember being a little kid, right? I was about like maybe six, seven years old. That always told me. I remember one time coming home from school. I brought home my white friend or whatever. I remember my dad coming to the side. When he's in the face, he's not your real friend. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to say this right now. He's like, you stick to your own. You be with your own people. <clears throat> like, those are your real friends. These people right here ain't your real friends. When shit goes down, and he, when he's given the, when he has the, when, and when he has to make a choice between his people and, and you, nine times out of ten, I promise you, you choose his people over you. And at the time, I didn't understand that. And that's really fucked up telling a little kid that telling telling him his friend is not his real friend. Like, you know. But is that wrong with the parent? Because he's looking out for you at the same time. Oh yeah. But, but it also goes but this also goes back to how my dad was raised. Yeah. So what you were saying earlier about how we create that stereotype in the head and everything like that because what we've been through. Right. Well, my dad grew up in LA. Things were a lot different. If my dad was caught hanging out with a, a kid out of his race, his own people would beat the shit out of him. That's how it was back when my dad was growing up. That's how it was. You never hung out with a white kid if you're a Mexican. You never hung out with a black kid if you're a Mexican. You hung out with only Mexicans and there was no question about it. You didn't question it. You didn't say nothing about it. You just did it. That was it. If you were, if a black person was caught with hanging out with you, that'd be the shit out of both of you. If a black person, and if you, and vice versa, it was, it went hand in hand. This is in LA. This is how my dad was raised and it changed his, it, like this is how it shaped his mindset. And I seen it seeping into how he was raising me and my older brother. You know what I'm saying? It took a lot for him to change that mindset, especially coming to where we lived at. Now being exposed to more variety of races, it took a lot of it. It took a lot of it to kind of get that out of his head, but it did eventually. You know, sometimes you gotta open your mind up a little bit more and understand like not people are gonna be like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Asians are the same way too. Like my dad when he was growing up, cause he. He's a, my dad was a Vietnam immigrant from Laos, right? And then he ah, came okay. over to the States, right? Okay. But the thing is that, like, during that time frame, right, that's usually, like, around probably your dad's time frame with the whole melting pot of shit. Yes. And the yep. thing is that with Asians, with Asians, it's even worse. Because Asians, you have to stick with specific Asian groups. The Lao people got to stick with the Lao people and the Thai people. And, you, like, the Japanese people, you're like, they're a whole nother thing. Vietnamese people, a whole nother thing. And that's the thing, like... Asian people are racist to Asian people. Like they're, they're <laughs> no, we, we are too because it's yeah, not just Mexicans. It's the same, like, yeah, it's, it's the same like, way here. Hispanics too. Like you have Salvadorians and you have Mexicans. You know, Mexicans and you have Puerto Ricans, you have Dominicans, and they're and you know what pisses people off the same way. I'm pretty sure pisses Asians off. They assume all of you guys are the fucking same. Exactly. They say, "Oh, are you Japanese? Are you Chinese?" Like, no, motherfucker. I'm I'm Thai or I'm this or I'm that. I had a motherfucker ask me if I was Puerto Rican. I got mad as shit. Like I was like, I'm. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, like, 
You gotta be shitting me. Like, there is differences between this shit. There, there is a big difference. And it's like, it's every race, too. Yeah. Like, even with black people and white people. Because, like, even, like, you have, like, Haitians and stuff. But then you also have, like, Jamaicans. And then yes. Also, there's different... And then, like, people, like, you'll have the Jews, right? You'll have Irish people. Irish people got fucked, like, in terms of, like... Because they were just getting poured out. Because they weren't loved by the people in Britain. Because God knows what. But then when they came over here, they weren't loved by the same people either. And then you obviously, that's how the mafia started up and shit. I feel like all the gangs and stuff, at the end of the day, the roots come down to like racism and tribalism. Well, of course. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Something funny my dad used to tell me. He said, you can never have a little, you can never have a group of a minority in one place because they would make a gang. Because at the time, they're the minority and they feel the need to defend themselves against everybody else yeah. because they're singled out. So this is how gangs are made because people want to feel accepted by something and someone and share the same idea about something. Mm. And usually it doesn't even start off as a gang, but you don't even notice it. Yeah, You'll be like, it oh, doesn't. this is my little friend group. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. And next thing you know, they're selling crack and shit. like, nah, we just, you know, I'm just trying to get some money so I can help. Well, I, I don't know about selling crack, but how it started for me and my buddies, it started off by being like, it started off one day by getting, it was me getting to a fight. Um, with some of the white kids, and one day they turned my back. Like they, it wasn't really anything of it. They seen me get my ass beat, and my at the time that my friend, his name was Sergio, his older brothers came, rushed these people and picked me up, and you know told me like, kick it with us, come out with us, we got your back. Yeah. Started off by just hanging out. Next thing you know, I'm a you know seven year old kid hanging out with. Kids are 13, 14, 15 years old. I got these kids walking to my house, picking me up, like telling me to hang out with them. You know, I'm a little kid. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I just, you know, wanted to feel accepted and be and felt like I belonged and being protected by somebody. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, I was like, you know, thinking like, oh, this is all good. Like, you know, so what? We're gonna beat up these couple kids because they fucked with one of yeah, us. This is my little friend group. You know what I'm saying? We went tagging, jumping people. And next, thing you know, my mom found. Uh, I used to have this ball pin hammer. I used to walk around with at school and around the street my dad had in his fucking garage just grabbed the ball pin hammer wrapped around some electrical tape shut the shit in my pants i just had this big old um fucking chain we used to use for my dogs but i wrapped it up and put a fucking big old master lock on it i wrapped that shit around my bike i used to carry on this broken fucking kitchen knife <laughs> wrapped around some duct tape and some other shit just to hold it together and have like a make a little makeshift handle and a fucking blade that like this big. You can clearly tell it's not for stabbing. You can see it's made for a fucking kitchen. It's a it's a fucking little butcher knife and shit. You know that's and like looking at that, that's that's pretty bad. You know, you're a little kid. Why do you need all that? And I think I I find that really crazy how like things like happen like that. Like you know what I mean? Before I knew it, I was getting myself involved in shit like I didn't think I would ever do. You know, I'm not saying I stab people, but like I've, like I've, I've seen shit like that. I've, I've been, I've been jumped. I've jumped people. I've been, I've had people beat the shit out of me. I beat the shit out of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember one time we went to this kid's house and waited for him outside and beat the shit out of him around his fucking front door. That was fucked up. <laughs> like, who, who wants to come outside and get, and get the shit kicked out of him right then and there on their fucking, all right there on, the, on their doorstep? That's mighty disrespect. <laughs> exactly. On his own property. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I remember we got the cops calling us. I remember, um, that's the first time I had people actually look at me like I was a fucking criminal. Like, they actually, they looked at me like I was a little kid. 
I was being looked at like I was a fucking criminal, and I was like I was this the evil's little thing. It's that was honestly really fucked up. Hmm. Because I didn't even know what was going on. I'm not saying I was 100% innocent. By all means, I was not. But hell, at the time, I didn't understand anything. I was just caught up in the wrong... I was caught up in the wrong crowd. Caught up in the wrong mix. Next thing I got myself involved in things that I would never thought a time I'd be ever involved in. I'm a little kid. I, I, my favorite show is watching Dragon Ball D. Fucking watching Spongebob and all that other shit. Like, man, I was... I had that... I remember going home playing... Just wanted to play my GameCube, man. Like, I had Mario oh. Kart... Fucking, I just wanted to come home and play my Mario Kart and just play my fucking Super Smash Brothers. Like, it's all I wanted to do, you know? <laughs> and I get caught up in this whole mix because all this shit happened to me. So it made me learn. It, it taught me to... It didn't teach me, but it, it made me hate a certain group of people. For what? Because of one bad experience? Mm-hmm. And I think about that today because mm-hmm. I still feel it today. You know, in Bakersfield, where I'm from... A lot of Mexicans don't hang out with the black people. It's just something we don't do. Same thing with white people. We don't hang out with them. Yeah. It's. I'm not saying it's completely racial, but it's still something we don't do. It's just. It's just natural guidelines, I guess. It's just something you don't do. You just don't do it. Period. Mm. And when we see them, it's there's always a bit of a conflict because we're from two different sides of the town. We're from two different areas. But then when I look at it. We're not so different. Really not. We come, we, sure, we come from different walks of life, but in the end, we still grew up very similar. Yeah. We, st- we all had a sudden struggle. We all went through some type of fucking shit, like some bad shit. We want to look at everybody like so differently, but in reality, we're not so different. You know what I mean? I think what's fucked up is when people say, like, oh, the environment made them this way. You know, it's, it's not so like, much. it's an influence, but at the end of the day, it's the choice of the individual. Like, as soon as you give them that bullshit that it's the environment's fault, you have pretty much stripped them of their individuality. Like, you're not saying they're a person. You're just saying they're a product of nature. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end, that's fucked up. At, and I like, I can't fathom that. Because at the end of the day, it's your choice. You know what I'm saying? And some people's like, when you think about it, like, it's a reasonable choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're trying to survive, right, who are you going to try to survive with? Your people or people that you think are your people? You know what I'm saying? My people. I'm going to choose my people 100% of the yeah. time. And, like, I just don't like how all these media outlets be like, oh, you know, it's fucking such and such is the environment. But you can't, like, obviously, like, this shit with, like, uh, fucking systemic racism, where, like, they started drawing lines and shit, say, hey, we're going to put all these minorities here. We're going to put all these black people here. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Well, yeah, we had that type of thing, type of thing too. The Mexicans hung out on one side of town. Yeah. The white people had their side of town. White people had the good side of town. You go in the west side, um, that was where Riverwalk was at. All the nice, the nicest area in Bakersfield was. Right. We had a bit of a ghetto area, and black people had their ghetto area. You know? We they didn't really we didn't cross boundaries between one another. Cottonwood was a boundary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where that's where all the fucking country board crips and all those other motherfuckers would hang out at. That's where we didn't go. All the Sureños and shit like that, we hung out on our side of town. They had their side of town, we had our side of town. You know what I'm saying? And the Asians hung out with them and, you know, turned all this other shit. Like, we knew not to go there, they didn't not to come here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, we looked at things, like, so differently. Like, we want to say, like, oh, they're so different, yada, yada. We don't, they don't believe in the same things or whatever bullshit. Really not that different, honestly. Really not. 
I like I talk to people like that. Honestly, the only difference, probably the few differences I can think of, like we spoke Spanish, they didn't. You know, they had their music, we had ours. They danced, they danced like dance the shit. We danced the shit too. They had to party, we had to party. They had to drink, we had to drink. They had Hennessy, we had tequila or whatever, vice versa, whatever the fuck. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Teats are own pretty much. Yeah, and reality, it's not that different. Honestly, they do things a little bit differently, but not. It's honestly not that different. At the end of the day, they're still people. Yeah. And we want to put this whole thing, a barrier, like, oh, they're so different. We take off that barrier and the, the, take off all that bullshit. Not that different, honestly. Really not that different. Yeah. I think, I'm thinking back to, like, one of the big things, like, in terms of, like, people that have, like, influenced, like, civil rights and stuff in terms of minorities. Yeah. Like, obviously, you have MLK for the black uh, community. And people like Malcolm X. Malcolm X was more of, like, an extremist. And you have, like, people like Cesar Chavez. Helping out. Also a bit of extremist. He was communist. Yeah. But then, like, you look at, like, Asian people, and there's nobody that really comes to mind, but there is only one person, right? There's only one person that comes to mind that, like, kind of, he didn't really stick out, but it was more of his philosophy. That was Bruce Lee, right? Because Bruce Lee, he didn't want to be treated any differently. He just wanted to be treated as a human. Under the sky, under the heavens, we are all but one people. It just so happens I look different. Exactly. Like, and that's all we really needed. Like, one thing I loved uh, about some of his philosophy, about some of the way he's thinking, and I, I when I, because I, I, this is, has to go back. I love martial arts. He's the reason why I got really heavy into it, and I looked at things so differently afterwards because it wasn't just about fighting so much more. But anyways, he explained why should one martial arts be just for our people. It's meant for everybody. It's knowledge. And knowledge like this should be passed down to the world because we want to extend ourselves to everybody. Not just our people should know this, but everybody should know it because we're all people trying to learn and express ourselves in a way, in a manner that feels good to us. You know? And you have multiple different students. And a lot of people in China did not like it because they felt like, oh, this is our culture, this is our thing. No, it's not just our thing. It should be expressed to everybody. Because it's not just one way of fighting. There is multiple different ways of fighting. And he developed his own martial art because he learned how to take other people's philosophy and knowledge and make it his own and make it even better. That's one of the things is that... He learned to embrace other people's culture. Exactly. And that's what I think I loved about it because he embraced all of it. He didn't say, oh, my thing better. He didn't say anything like that. Here's some good things about us. What are some good things about you? He took those good things, he combined it with his good things and made it even much stronger. And that's why I think America should be more alike. Like, you know, we have our good things. Everybody has their own good things. Let's combine them, mix them even better. Why, why, why separate all that? Why try to segregate each other? Like, let's mix and match of it. You know, make some new flavors, do some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, probably know we can do something and make something even greater than what we are if we take away that aspect of it. Stop saying you're better than me. Stop saying I'm better than you. We're not any better than each other. We have good things about each other and you have good things about each other. Let's combine and make something even much better. Stop trying to be individuals. Be one. You know what I'm saying? You can learn from another person. And you can teach another person. You want to stop that. And do what Bruce Lee said. Be like water. We can all fit into the same cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's like... That's something I do like, honestly. Like, he... After learning about that and, like... Uh, and I'll start when I watched um, the, one of his movies, Enter the Dragon. Ah... My brother showed me that. My oldest brother. He showed me that. Showed me that movie. And that's when everything just... 
clicked. Because I liked watching Dragon Ball Z. I really loved it. But once I understood it, once I understood what it meant to fight, and like how Saiyans are and how they evolve and how they adapt and change and become stronger, and like how Bruce Lee was and everything, I'm like, I think I thought of a Saiyan more as a concept rather than the, rather than a race, because a Saiyan learns to adapt, become stronger from each fight, to be, to better themselves in the next fight. That's what people should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We should learn to not only adapt. But use that challenges, use the losses we've we've had to make us stronger for the next fight. And I, I remember being little, like I thought to myself, like anybody can be a saint, then if they apply the same concepts of a saint and apply it to the daily life, then, then that would make you a saint. That would make you like a Bruce. That would make you that, because you're applying those same concepts and that same mentality into things you do. It may not just be fighting, but in everyday life, because you can use those same concepts and apply it to everyday life. And I think I really, I really loved it and fell in love with it because it can be, it can be, I say, how do you say, um, compared to a lot of things in life, and you can use those same concepts and apply it to everyday life. That's why I like working out. That's why I like fighting. You can use those same philosophies and the same teachings in everyday life to make yourself not only a better better for you but a better human being you know you learn to be humble you learn to learn from other people because in a martial arts oh fuck you get humbled real fucking fast you think you're hot shit homie jump in the fucking ring i have a motherfucker smaller than you you know a lot smaller than you younger than you probably that will fucking whoop your fucking ass and make you fucking think twice about how you feel and you know what i'm saying it will humble you real quick because i promise you i went in there thinking i was hot shit came out feeling like a piece of shit <laughs> but it was a very humbling and truly great experience that I, that I learned in those moments. Yeah. And that comes back to, like, the other point of, like, you need to throw yourself in uncomfortable situations because, like, at such a young age, we think that we're, like, indestructible and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, what have we done? Nothing. Nothing. No. You know what I'm saying? And shit. And, and I think being in those situations, purposely throw myself in that adversity and that adversity... And putting myself in those, putting themselves in such an uncomfortable environment, that it made me grow in such a way that when I went to school and I went, I went to other places, I stood out so much because how I was. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. One thing I used to tell people back in my school, I hated, I hated all the motherfuckers that all these little wannabe gang members and stuff like that. I remember I got into a fight with one of these dudes. I said, and I quote. I get more respect and, I, and I'm more harder than you, even though I'm wearing these fucking bright ass colored shoes. Say, being a gangster is not a fucking way you dress. It's a fucking mindset, motherfucker. It's a real gang shit. It's a fucking mindset. You know, Tupac. Bless Tupac. That man was ahead of his time. Because I remember I was watching a clip of when he was getting interviewed. He said that eventually, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> eventually, rap's gonna evolve into two ways, you know? be like all these hard motherfuckers that are actually rapping about shit that matters right or right rap's gonna evolve into a way that like you're gonna have all these people that try to act hard talk about how like killing and shit's cool but like they ain't never done this shit before you know what i'm saying like and now you look at the rap game nowadays like damn these motherfuckers are gangster not when it's time to be gangster no they're not gangster at all like at all like being gangster is not just being it's not about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not just like doing this, doing that. 
it's a mindset. You understand? Like a gangster and everything like that is all on respect. Everything is built on respect and reputation, how you carry yourself. You don't get that type of thing by holding around a gun. You don't get that. You get that by how you treat other people, how you represent yourself, how you carry yourself, and how people perceive you and how you perceive yourself and what you do to earn that shit and what you're willing to go, what you're willing to ride for and die for. That's what it really means. At least how I see it, how I viewed it, and how my father would often tell me. So it's not about what you're willing, it's like, what are you willing to die for? What are you willing to fucking get up and fucking fight for? Fuck all that little fucking petty bullshit. Show me who you really are. You know what I'm saying? What are you willing to fucking die for, motherfucker? What are you willing to fucking fight for? You know what I'm saying? Show me who the fuck you really are. That's the motherfucker I'm really going to respect. Not the little fake hard bullshit. Take away that fucking gun and all that other fucking... Take away your gun and your homies and all the fucking drugs. Who the fuck you really are? Ask you to tell me. And that comes back to like what I said earlier. Is like, once you take away all that bullshit, who are you really? You know what I'm saying? Right? It's like... Sure, you got all this fucking, you got a Lambo, you know, you make rap music and shit. You like, you sell drugs and, you know, pop, 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 guns and whatnot. But like, who are you under all that? You know what I'm saying? What's the real man? And I think it's scary to like, I think it's scary. I would be more scared of somebody that hasn't lifted a finger, but has killed so many people than somebody that has high, like, that's a hit man and has a high body count. Awesome. And that's just that's just how shit is, man. Like I can go on and on about this. Like people think you're a gangster because how you dress and how you get tattoos and shit like that. No. No. It's not. It's not. It's respect. All those things you've earned. You've done something for them. You showed who you really are in the worst amount of, in the worst times. You know what I'm saying? When no one else was around, you showed what you were really about. Mm-hmm. And at least that's why I feel, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I get hell clout when I go back home. But that's why I feel when I go home and around keep around my environment, people treat, treat, treat me a certain way. Because they've seen what I'm willing to do when I when my back's on the fucking wall and I got no one beside me. I'm still willing to fucking run straight forward and show who the fuck I really am. That's just how I've always been raised, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. My dad always told me that, like, you know, if you say something, you better be ready to back it up. You say you're gonna fuck someone up, motherfucker, you better fuck them up, or you better fucking, you better fucking die trying, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, <laughs> you know, that's, that. but that's what he would tell me as a little kid. That's what he would tell me, that she would drill in my brain. Yeah, that's what he would tell me. You know what I'm saying? I remember being one time, um, I was thinking, I got done hanging out with my friends, you know, got doing drinking, doing thinking I was having fun, being cool, and all this bullshit. Tell me. Think the people are your friends? I'm like, yeah, they're my fucking homies. They, they got my back. I'm like, okay. He's like, hang out with them one day without the drugs, without the alcohol, without all that little bullshit. Can you honestly get along with them? Can you really share a laugh with them? Without all that bullshit to the side? Is this someone you can really fucking talk to or someone you can have a good time with? And I did do that. One day I saw, I didn't drink with them. One day we just talked. They weren't really my friends, man. We didn't even share not even the same ideas. We were all looking for a good time with each other. That shit was crazy to me. That shit was honestly fucking mind-blowing. I was like 18, 19 at the time. When my dad told me shit like that, like, fuck. I swear to God, I feel like my dad's a fucking, like, a fortune teller sometimes. He would tell me shit before he, before it even happens, he would call shit out on me. 
This is what's gonna happen. Shit would happen, pop off. Damn, I should listen to him. <laughs> as anybody, as anybody, if anybody's hearing this, listen to your fathers. Listen to your father. Listen to the people who've been there for you the rest of your life because they know you a lot better than what they think than what you think they do. Not saying they know you better than you know yourself, but they know a little thing or two. You should probably take their advice, listen to it, you know, and honestly meditate and actually think about it. Because what they probably say, there's some truth to it. Like my dad would say, there was a lot of truth to it. There was a whole lot of truth. I underestimated him a lot because I don't know why. Young, stupid, thinking like, ah, he don't know shit. But he's been through a lot. Quite a bit. A little more than the average person, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Especially going through such a young age, you know what I mean? So, when I think about it now, like, when he says something, I'm like, I take it, I take it to fucking heart. You know what I mean? Unfortunately to say, he caught, he actually seen what's been going on with me and my girl. He actually kind of seen it coming and actually warned me before I even got married. And it warned me while I was even during the marriage and going through all the bullshit. He told me. He even told me, like, and that's fucked up. Because I told him she wouldn't do that. That's not her. And guess what happened? That was her! That bitch really did that shit. That bitch really was like that. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. That is fucked up. That is fucked up. But yeah, like, people hearing this shit, like, yeah, man. Alright. I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast here. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, man, I can go on and on about this shit, like, fuck. Next Monday, guys, like, fuck, if you guys want to hear something in particular, or, like, anything, throw some ideas. We can talk about anything, like, shit, like, aliens, conspiracy theories, like, fuck, man, I got a lot of shit on my mind, man. I'm an open fucking book. Guys, hit the fucking comments, type shit, ask questions, like, get interactive with us, like, ask us stuff. You know what I'm saying? Before we wrap things up, we're gonna end it off with a little game, right? Okay. So this game is called Chicks or Dicks. What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm going to put some images on the screen, right? Uh, you you got to determine whether it's a chick or it has a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know fucked up? What? I've actually done this with myself. Like, there was this one dude. He was the... He, I think he was trans... He was a... He was, he was transgender. I don't know he was a tranny. You know? Some people might get offended by that. I apologize. Not me. I'm not politically correct. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, I seen him like, man, that's a good looking female. Then I seen the John line, I seen all this shit like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> damn, damn, like no, don't let it be so, like goddamn, <laughs> it's fucked up. Then it made me realize something. It made me realize something right then and there. So anybody can look good with makeup. <laughs> this is very true. All right, I'm about to pull this shit up right now. All right, so a lot of these are actually well known. People, oh, well-known characters, because we're also having fictional characters on here, too. Okay. Right? All so, right. Let's pull it up. Let's see. That is definitely a dude. That's definitely a fucking dude. Hold up. It's loading. Ah! That has to be a dude. There's no way how that girl has that strong of a jawline. Hold up. We're running into complications here. Ah. All right. That looks so fake. It looks too good to be true, almost. Okay. Chick or dick? Ch dick. Dick? Dick. That's a chick. Damn it! No. <laughs> that is actually the famous porn star, uh, August Ames. 
Bullshit. What? Yep. There's no fucking way. So true. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look. Well, no, I don't. I, I might look her up later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the next one. Okay. Chick or dick? Dick. That is a dick. This character does have a dick. This is. I've actually heard about these. I heard these. I forgot. There's a certain name for them. They're called traps. Anime traps. Yeah. Yeah. They look like females, but they're really dudes. Yep. It's crazy. This is nasty. I think it's pronounced Astol. Atol. Yeah. I don't want to know. That's just fun. Let's not get into that. That's just gross. From Fate Apocalypse. All right. Next one. Chick or dick? Chick. That's a dick. Oh my god! <laughs> oh! You gotta be fucking kidding me. That is the transgender porn star, Daisy Taylor. I told you, a lot of these characters are famous. Or fucking serious? Yep. <laughs> or these people. Are you tell me that's a dude? That's a dude. Well, I don't know how she wants to be defined. Or he well, whatever. Thing. No, it's not a, like, you know what I mean, though. Like, just. Alright, on to the next one. Chick or dick? Fuck, after the last one, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't even go to public anymore. I'm like, fuck, I don't know if you're like, fuck, I'm chick. Chick? Yeah. That's a dick. Oh my god. That is the streamer Finster. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that is a dick. Alright. Chick or dick? Chick. No, dick. That is a dick. <laughs> Alright. You got this one correct. This is... Felix Argyle from Ray Zero, the enemy. Alright. Chick or dick? Dick. That? You swear to God, if you say chick, I'm gonna fucking fill my shit. That is a dick. Okay. That is a dick. I forgot, because I remember my sister, like, watching, she, like, listening to K-pop and shit. I'm like, why do these girls look like fucking, why do these dudes look like fucking females? Yeah. So this is G-Dragon from the uh, K-pop band, uh, boy band, Big Bang. Oh my god, I feel like I've heard of him. Alright. Chick or dick? That's definitely a dick. <laughs> that is most definitely a dick. This is the Booty Booty Warrior from Boondocks. Mm. His famous line is... I trust I... yours. You're not Chris Hansen. <laughs> you're so handsome. <laughs> oh, I think we're doing the hard way. Yeah. And I know exactly who that is. Alright. Good one. memories. Good memories. Chick or dick? Dick. That is a dick. This is Joseph Joestar from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I kind of seen that coming. Yeah. All right. Chick or dick? Fuck. Dick. Dick? It's a chick, isn't it? That's a dick. Okay. That is the transgender porn star Chloe K. Or Chloe K. Does she actually have a dick still? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck. All right, chick or dick? That's definitely a chick. I've seen this. I've jerked off to this female. I know who the fuck this is. Who is this? Mia Khalifa. There we go, baby. That is most definitely a chick. All right. There's no way no. Who's this? It's definitely a chick. Who is this? Uh, I I can't remember her name. It's from Dragon Slayer. I actually watched Dragon Slayer. And Dragon Slayer, Demon Slayer. From Demon Slayer. This is Nesco from Demon Slayer. Yeah, Nesco. She's out here. All right, chick or dick? Fuck. <laughs> Chick. That? <laughs> Fuck. You ready for it? Yeah. That is a... That's a chick. Oh, thank God! Thank God! Okay, okay. 
I'll let you really mad. She, she looks like she's Korean or some shit. No, she's not. She's not? Well, I don't fucking know. This is Pokemon. She's a streamer. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think this is the last one. No, this ain't the last one. All right. Honestly, I don't know. Chigger dick. I honestly have no idea. Because I never specified. I want to say I want to say dick, but I don't know. Which one is it? Chigger dick. I'm going to go with dick. Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog is most definitely has a dick. Okay, thank God. Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog is actually a male. I didn't, because it never really specified. I always thought he was, like, a female, but also no, because, like... Because the voice actor, right? Yeah, like, I I was really confused. But, like, there's obviously some... There's obviously characters that I obviously know is a fucking chick, like Rouge. There's no way in hell. Her tits are fucking huge on the goddamn TV, on the fucking game. And even in the fucking <laughs> show, there's no fucking way. And then, um, Amy, obviously a fucking chick. You know what I mean? You know, fun fact, if you search up, like, Amy's age, she's, like, 16, and then, like, Sonic's, like... I think it's at like 18 or 21 or some shit. Hey, you gotta get him while the young man. You gotta write them right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> shit. All right. This may be the lesson. All right. This is the lesson. Chick or dick? This is a hard one, huh? Dick. Dick? That's a chick, bro. Damn it! <laughs> that is the porn star Veronica Rodriguez. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Yep. And that concludes our segment of the show. <laughs> Chicks or dicks? All right. Well, hopefully I can be on here more often and shit. We can talk about, like, you know, other stuff and whatnot. I mean, like I said, guys, if you guys have any freaking, like, suggestions or anything like that, in, pat- in particular, you guys want to hear certain topics or, like, hear us argue about some stupid shit, like, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. My first podcast with him, and I've actually been wanting to do this for quite a while. Just never really had the time or like the energy or so. But yeah, if you guys want to hear something in particular, just hit us up. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? Just let us know. Drop comments or some shit. You know. All right. Hell, we might be on YouTube sooner or later too. Like, well, I'm posting on YouTube. All right. We are. Yeah. Trying to go on YouTube? Oh hell yeah! You might see us on YouTube, guys. So hopefully, you know, so, you guys see me. By the way, I'm currently single, sort of. Kind of. <laughs> not really. But, I mean, I am, but I'm not. You know. Don't get married. Don't do it. <laughs> and if you are, get out of it while you can. <laughs> All right. Let's go in to conclude the Stuff Show podcast. Catch me on Spotify. I'm going to be posting the full-length podcast. And then I'm also going to be posting small clips on YouTube. And then also catch us live on Twitch stream. We'll be fucking uh, posting live Monday. Probably around 6.30, but it's not a guaranteed time because I need to find a guest or whatnot, but we'll see. I mean, um, I'm most likely be on here too again, and maybe we can bring someone else down here and just talk about random shit. Hell, like, I don't know. We'll see. If I could, I'd definitely bring one of my good buddies. Um, but, but I doubt he can do all that. He has a whole life. <laughs> Kids and shit. All right. Uh, but yeah. Let's go to conclude the Stuff Show podcast, where we talk about stuff from the show. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>